بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا إن شاء الله بإذن الله we are continuing with شرح العقيدة الواسطية an explanation of العقيدة الواسطية by شيخ الإسلام بن تيمية رحمه الله إثبات الإسم لله ونفي المثل عنه وقوله تعالى تبارك اسم ربك ذي الجلال والإكرام وقوله فاعبده واصطبر لعبادته هل تعلم له سميا وقوله ولم يكن له كفوا أحد وقوله فلا تجعلوا لله أندادا وأنتم تعلمون وقوله ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونهم كحب الله Affirmation of the name for Allah and the negation of similarity to Him. And He's saying, Blessed be the name of your Lord, Master of Majesty and Generosity. In Surah Al-Rahman, Ayah number 78. And He's saying, Therefore worship Him and persevere in His worship. Do you know of any other with His name? In Surah Maryam, Ayah number 65. And he's saying there is none comparable to him in Surah Al-Ikhlas, ayah number 4. And he's saying do not then knowingly make others equal to Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 22. And he's saying some people set up equals to Allah, loving them as they should love Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 165. Affirmation of the name for Allah and the negation of similarity to Him. For in this part of his risala, in this part of his treatise, the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he mentions an ayah from the Qur'an which affirms the name of Allah. And it affirms the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that it is exalted and glorious. At-ta'zim wal-ijlal. And then he also mentions other evidences which negate the existence of any equals or partners, or similarities to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For one ayah, it confirms or affirms the name of Allah, and then the rest, they negate that there is a similarity, or there is an equal, or there is a peer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the final ayah will mention that, even though that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has affirmed that he does not have an equal and he does not have a peer, there are still some people who will take partners and rivals besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will worship them and they will love them as they should worship Allah and as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is the methodology employed in the Quran and the Sunnah concerning what is negated regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where the various forms of deficiencies and imperfections are negated from him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates them from himself and this establishes his absolute completeness. Yes, al-kamal al-mutlaq, his absolute completeness. And his absolute perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if you remember the Shaykh, he previously discussed that the methodology of Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah is that they establish what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established for himself. And they establish what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has established for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and they also negate what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has negated of himself and what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has negated from him subhanahu wa ta'ala. For they combine between affirmation and negation. For in the previous chapters he mentioned Surah Al-Ikhlas and Ayat Al-Kursi as evidence of this principle that Allah combines between affirmation and negation. And if you go back, the reference is lessons 6, 7 and 8. For in this part of his Risala, the Shaykh Rahimahullah will continue with this principle where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates from himself certain attributes which do not befit his majesty. Fakarno, this is a continuation from the earlier part of his Risala. وَقَوْلُهُ تَبَارَكَ اسْمُ رَبِّكَ ذِي الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ And he's saying, Blessed be the name of your Lord, Master of Majesty and Generosity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تَبَارَكَ اسْمُ رَبِّكَ Blessed be the name of your Lord. For when the term Baraka is used alongside Allah's name, as is the case here, تَبَارَكَ اسْمُ رَبِّكَ The term Baraka carries the meaning of abundant blessings. Essentially what it's saying is that when the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accompanies something, then there will be abundant blessings in that thing. And then Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he gave examples. He said, when you slaughter an animal, when you mention the name of Allah, it makes it halal for you to eat. If you do not mention the name of Allah, it is a mater. It is not permissible for you to eat it. And similarly, when you eat, you start with Bismillah. And when you say Bismillah, the shaitan does not eat with you, as the Prophet ﷺ told us. If you do not say Bismillah before you start eating, then the shaitan has a share in your food. For when you say Tabarakasmu Rabbik, then this means that whenever you mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is barakah in that thing. There is great barakah in that thing. Tabarakasmu Rabbika Dil Jalali wal Ikram, Dil Jalali wal Ikram, Master of Majesty and Generosity. For the majesty or the jalal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his grandeur and glory, is his azama and his kibriya, while his ikram, his generosity is his honor. For Allah alone deserves to be honored. And the manner of honoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by obeying him. You cannot say, I honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not obey him and you do not worship him. This is not honoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the way of honoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by obeying him. For it is because of Allah's majesty, because of his jalal, that he is deserving of honor, that he is deserving of ikram. Yani because of his jalal, because of his majesty, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be obeyed and deserves to be worshipped alone without partners. For these two attributes are a description of Allah's lordship. These two attributes are a description of Allah's lordship. If you look at the ayah, what does it say? Tabarakasmu rabbika. Jalal wal ikram. Jalal wal ikram returns to Ar-Rabb because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used Jalal wal ikram. Whereas the ayah in Surah Ar-Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُلْ جَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ For in that ayah, ذُو returns to the face that Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's face is described with Jalal and Ikram. But here it is, the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is described with jalal and ikram. For if we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described with jalal and ikram, with majesty and generosity or majesty and honor, 
then it will lead us to exalt him and revere him with what befits him in terms of exaltation and reverence. When you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the jalali wal ikram, then you will exalt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the manner which he deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is the behavioral aspect. For this ayah, as we mentioned, it establishes the ism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tabarakasmu rabbik. وقوله تعالى فاعبده واصطبر لعبادته هل تعلم له سميا Therefore worship him and persevere in his worship. Do you know of any other with his name? The Shaykh here begins the mention of the attributes of negation. He mentioned previously in his Risala that the attributes of Allah are affirmative and negative because the perfection of Allah will not be established except when we affirm what Allah has affirmed and we negate what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has negated. This is when the perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is established. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, فَعَبُدْهُ وَاسْطَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهِ Therefore worship him and persevere in his worship. This is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to all of his ummah as well. And wallahi it is a great order. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, فَعَبُدْهُ Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يعني subjugate yourself to Allah with al-mahabba wa ta'zim, with love and reverence. This is what ibadah is. For the order to istabir. Yes, fa'abudhu wa'astabir. For the order istabir is more emphatic than isbir. And it indicates or it shows and it expresses endurance and tolerance. Yani, be patient upon the worship of Allah, even if that worship is hard and difficult for you. Yes, for we must endure even when it is hard to be persistent and to persevere upon the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَعَبُدْهُ وَاسْطَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهِ هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ Do you know of any other with his name? For the question form here is intended to negate and also to challenge. For essentially, يعني, the question is asking, if you are truthful, inform me of anyone who is like him what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves from glorification and worship. If you are truthful, where is this individual that is like Allah? Where is this individual who deserves what Allah deserves? And the answer is, there is no one. For the question is to negate, and the question is to challenge at the same time. For a sami is a counterpart or an equal. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have a counterpart or an equal, nor is it befitting that he subhanahu wa ta'ala has a counterpart or an equal. هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ For this is one of the negating attributes which establish the perfection of its opposite. For we said whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates something from himself, we must establish the perfection of its opposite. For here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is negating that he has a sami, that he has a counterpart or a like to him. For as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said, this establishes al-kamal al-mutlaq, the absolute perfection of Allah. Because he is absolutely perfect, he has no sami. He has no counterpart and he has no equal subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Shaykh, and then the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said, yani, the behavioral benefit that can be derived from this ayah is that a believer should persevere patiently upon the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you should not tire and you should not give up. What is your goal? That one day you will die and that one day you will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How would you like to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Upon worship, no doubt. And also, yani, we benefit by knowing that if a believer knows that Allah is free of all imperfections, that he does not have a sami, he does not have an equal, he does not have a counterpart, all of these are imperfections. 
For if he knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have any imperfections, then they will worship him and exalt him in the manner that he deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they will not associate any partners with him. And his saying, there is none comparable to him in Surah Al-Ikhlas, ayah number four. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ There is none comparable to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, or there is no comparable to him. For al-kufu is a comparable or something like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For there is none from his creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is equal or comparable to him, because he alone is al-ahad. For if you go back to the beginning of Surah Al-Ikhlas, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ because he is Al-Ahad, there is none who is comparable to him. The essence of the meaning of Al-Ahad is one. He is the unique, he is the indivisible, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Linguistically, Al-Kufur refers to something which matches or equates to something else. For there is nothing which matches to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing equal to Allah. And there is nothing which equates to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is like Allah in his lordship. Nothing is like Allah in his rububiyyah. And nothing is like Allah in his worship, in his uluhiyya. And nothing is like Allah in his asma and his sifat, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah has someone or something comparable to him is an attribute of absolute imperfection, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates from himself. This is a negating attribute that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should have a kufu. For the perfection of the opposite is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-ahad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-samad. Because Allah is al-samad and because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-ahad, then he does not have a kufu, he does not have an equal or a counterpart. And then the behavioral benefit that can be derived from this ayah is that if a mu'min, if a believer knows that Allah is free from all imperfections, in that he has no rival or equal, then they will glorify and exalt him as best they can in the manner which he deserves. For this is the same as the previous ayah. وَقَوْلُهُ فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ do not then knowingly make others equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 22. This is a prohibition. Do not make others equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani do not make equals to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his worship. Yani do not worship others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if you read the context of this ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions aspects of his rububiyyah. For the kuffar of Quraysh, they established the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For when he says to them, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا He's not speaking about the rububiyyah because they established the oneness of Allah's rububiyyah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا Do not make andad, do not make equals to Allah in his worship. Yani just like you preserve his divinity in his lordship, then you should also preserve his divinity in his worship. For linguistically, a nid is an equal. Alike or appear, and do not take equals to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you worship them along with Him and giving them love and reverence which only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And you know, or knowingly you set up partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning while you know that He is your Lord, you know that He is your Lord, do not Worship others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the one who acknowledges that Allah is their Lord, then it becomes necessary for them to worship Him alone without any partners. For we always say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses His rububiyyah to necessitate His uluhiyyah. Yani if you establish the rububiyyah of Allah, 
then it becomes necessary for you to also establish the worship of Allah and you should only worship Him alone without associating partners. For the negation of an equal to Allah is a negating attribute. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have a nid. He does not have an equal. And he establishes the perfection of its opposite. And in this case again it is al-kamal al-mutlaq. The absolute perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because of his absolute perfection, he does not have a nid. He does not have an equal and he does not have a counterpart. For if a believer knows that Allah has no equals or rivals, they will strive to glorify and exalt him as best as they can. For this is the same behavioral benefit that we can derive from this. If you know that Allah has no counterparts and you know that Allah has no equals, then you will strive to exalt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to worship him as best as you can. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخْذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ Some people set up equals to Allah, loving them as they should love Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 165. For after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned the proof of his oneness in the previous ayat, that he does not have a kufu, and he does not have a nid, and he does not have a semi. He goes on to tell us that there will still be some people who will set up rivals to him in his worship subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though he has established these clear proofs. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا They will take a nid besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ Loving them as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is how they take them as rivals. يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They love them as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you remember in Kitab al-Tawheed, we said this can have two meanings, and both of them, or the end result of both of these meanings, is that it is shirk. Yes, yuhibbunahum kahubbillah can either mean that they love them as they love Allah. For this is the first meaning, that they have love for Allah, and they have love, or they have similar love for their andad. And then the second meaning is, that they love their andad as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yana, this love that they give for their andad, it only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is also shirk. This is also shirk in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For whatever the interpretation, both constitute shirk in the mahabba or the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For they have not exalted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by loving him exclusively, the love of worship, which only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, they have dedicated some or all of this love to the rivals they have set up to Allah in worship. And then again, from the behavioral benefits that can be derived from this ayah is that it is not permissible to take any other as their beloved with the love that belongs only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this mahabba, the mahabba which constitutes ibadah, which constitutes worship, only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is a warning, this ayah. Do not take partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not take partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, ashadu an la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk, wa jazakumullah khayat.